Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh no, sorry, I don't give it out to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast though. Good morning. It's 9.57 a.m. on a Wednesday, and I'm feeling great because I'm recording on 9.57 on a Wednesday because I got laid off this week, and I'm feeling great about it. We all know I wanted to propel myself off of the side of the Chrysler building working at the current job I had, and I got laid off. But it's a complicated situation. Basically, I said they could because I'm moving on to bigger and better things in coming weeks. So I get to focus on the thing I love most, recording this podcast. So, yeah, feeling good about it. Not going to have to wake up so early not going to have to see my boss every day not going to have to plan strategically how I want to die we all know two weeks ago I did an episode about how I strategically wanted to die one day and now I'm not feeling that way also got some great new weed feeling good got my tea today is going to be a good day Today's going to be a good show. I know I said that I would be recording with my old roommate this week, but I was too drunk the whole weekend, and so was she. I rarely get to the point of being blackout. Like, there's maybe three times in my life I can recall not being able to remember what happened the next day from the night before, if you know what I mean. And this was one of those weekends. So everything we recorded was just absolutely garbage and no one would want to listen to anything we said this weekend. 30 episodes of this show. They say 10,000 hours of doing the things you love. So I am like what? Zero point one three way of the way there it's like such a random figure and definitely not correct I was never good at math and this next story will top how terrible I am at math in terms of the stupid scale so while I was away this weekend on vacation we were sitting outside I went back to like some ghetto ass ways this weekend In ways I thought I had outgrown, but I guess you can't take the ghetto girl out of the ghetto girl. So we were sitting outside in camping chairs that were covered in mildew and had been outside for God knows how long. Probably weathered five Canadian winters outside, not having been moved or anything. Anyways, sitting outside, smoking some weed, just chilling. I decided to put my phone into the phone holder of the camping chair. And so the side buttons on my phone were being held down. So I called 911. 
they asked me all the necessary questions. First name, last name. Are you being held hostage? Would you like to be? My high roommate was just laughing fucking hysterically. She wouldn't be for long, but she was laughing hysterically, thinking this was so funny. And I was just pissed off because I am never in the mood to talk to the police ever. I dated one police officer one time and it was the most regrettable experience of my life. He was like so worried about choking me in bed and putting me in handcuffs and stuff and like so worried about my human rights and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, the cops believe me because I did my best to give them my chilled stoner attitude. I just really sat into it so they could hear the calm in my voice and the fact that I was not worried if the cops came. I was not in a dangerous situation. I was chilling. They could come hang out, even though. That would have been a really shit start to the weekend. Anyways, little did we know that later that night, night, I would be walking up the stairs with a kitchen knife in my hand and sleeping the entire night with it under my bed. So five minutes after we get on the phone with the police, hear a massive thump downstairs like massive both of us look at each other it wasn't an imaginary thump there was definitely something loud going on so after 30 minutes of kitchen brainstorming of how we would tackle the murderer we decided to go upstairs this is such a white girl thing to do the privilege just exuded from us in this moment thinking that we could just stand there if there was a murder in the house for 30 fucking minutes and not get killed, hurt, held at gunpoint or knife point. And uh, so we brainstormed for 30 minutes on how we would tackle the murder. It's just hilarious to me. My roommate's freaking out. She's a little bit, how do we say, she's growing up a little bit more sheltered than I have. Whereas I've been in many situations where I have thought I would maybe get murdered. There was one time I was chased by a white van. There was obviously the situation in France where I was lost in the middle of the streets. Um, Many situations where I have almost died. So this just seemed like another day of the year. She's freaking out. So someone had to stay calm. Some would maybe call me brave if you want to call walking upstairs with a kitchen knife like this shaking brave. So I walk upstairs yelling, hello, hello. Is anyone there? There was it was loud. Okay, I'm just want to preface that. Eventually, there's no one answering. We like walk around the whole house with the knives. There's no one answering. So we go to sleep. There is a very key detail I forgot. So my friend's new roommate is actually out of town this weekend. So there was no one staying there in her room. But the loud thud had come from the roommate's room. So there's four roommates, by the way, but this is one of the two. We found out the next morning there really were brothel tenants there the whole time so my roommate's friends 
I guess, while we were outside smoking, talking to the cops on the phone with the police, there was someone breaking into the house and fucking in the roommate's bed. Literal trespassers. They were people in the house new, but they just came in and started fucking in the bed. So if they had come out of that room, I literally would have maybe had to do time because if someone came out of that room, I didn't recognize you bet your ass. I would have been using that knife. And then I would be in jail and probably getting shanked or whatever in fucking jail because of some fucking trespassers in the house. What would all 47 listeners of the show do without me? You've been so used to this for 30 weeks now. (sighs) But this heavy thinking that I can definitely see why these two people thought that this would be something hot to do. Sneak in, fuck, get out. I don't know if they say that the whole night or what, but... I understand the concept of why that's really, really risky and really, really hot. But this man could have got stabbed. (laughs) He didn't, but he could have. And I could have caught time because of his fucking penis. And this girl, that's so ballsy. I thought I was kinky, but maybe I need to be stepping up my game because that's really fucking (laughs) I don't know. The whole situation gives me mixed feelings because part of me is like good for them for being so ballsy and risky with their sex. And like, I'm not going to be one to fuck up your sex. But also I had to deal with my roommate freaking out all night. And also I was a little bit scared, I guess. So I'm not sure if this is messy or marvelous, but we're going to think about it. One last little side note, just something I learned this weekend. There was some dude that I, this isn't going to be a long story, but there was some dude I was really stoked to see this weekend when I went away because he's like a simp and he gives me all of the compliments I could need for a whole year. At least he used to. I would see him and he would tell me, oh my gosh, your legs. I just can't believe it. I don't, you don't know how bad I want you. I would do anything for you. You're my dream girl. This was just all night. I would just get flooded and flooded and flooded with compliments, which is just, you know, no girl's gonna be mad about that. And he's fun and he's kind of cute, but mostly I just like the attention. So I was ready to go to this party, knew it, knowing he was going to be there. And I was ready for my yearly dose of compliments so I could go back to being the bad bitch who doesn't need anyone's attention that I need and I go up to him and he starts he looks at me first thing he says he goes Carissa nice podcast looks me in the eye like starts making fun of my show I say you said what about my show and then he just like started joking he's like yeah I listen like it's not bad like laughing and stuff And so I just like looked at him and turned around and walked away. And the moral of the story here is. I don't want you guys to forget the importance of the dudes you're interested in respecting your hustle. If a guy really likes you and thinks you are. 
marriage material or whatever they're going to think everything you're doing is so dope and think that you are great at whatever you do and they're going to support you no matter what and push you this just showed me the dude never wanted anything more than to get into my panties and now we know so just remember your worth and remember that if a dude really likes you he'll also like what you're doing like your family all that it's important okay in honor of the 30th episode i want to talk about something i want cue the garbage truck i want to talk about experiences that we should all have before 30 if you are in your 20s, I know majority, a big, big majority, like 80% of my listeners are in their 20s, 20s to 30s. So that's why I feel that this episode will play into my niche. Also, if you are in your 30s or older or younger, you can still benefit from this because these are things that if you're younger, you can look forward to or maybe start to work on some of these things already a lot of them are not quite appropriate yet but they might be depending on your age because i know there's some 11 year olds listening to this show when they should be busy doing arts and crafts and in dance class at a baseball practice eating the shitty oranges that the moms bring for lunch i mean for snack I forgot my train of thought. And if you're a little bit on the older demographic of this, you can maybe think about, oh, have I done these things? And maybe there's something you, some things you can do now or some things are still applicable. So time to reminisce. Okay, so the things that we should all experience before we are 30 years old. First one is heartbreak. I think it's very important. Oh my gosh, I'm like having some weird digestion lately. Sorry. Um, it's important to learn what you don't want in someone. So important. There are so many examples around me. I think of people who stay in relationships forever because it's comfortable and they don't even know that this person has so many qualities that they don't want. It's just comfortable. And you also need to learn how to act in a relationship that's healthy. I really was thinking about this earlier this week. My little brother is 12 and it's his first, I guess he's 13. He's 13 and it's his first week of high school. And he's a good looking kid. Like I knew he would definitely get some ladies and he's already got this little girlfriend that is completely up his asshole. Texting him, Snapchatting him every 15 minutes, not even every five minutes. And just follows him around the school, talks to him all day long, tells his friends that do you know, just like acting like little girls do, obsessed little girls. Your hormones are raging and you act obsessed. But heartbreak 
and relationships teach us heartbreak. Okay. Sorry. Heartbreak teaches us not to act this way. Think about all the times as a little girl where you got heartbroken, you learned these lessons and you learn not to act like a psycho bitch again. You learn not to tell Brayden from the other elementary school that you loved him because he was having sex with other girls at 13 years old and he ends up in a psych ward. Okay. I've already said too much. I've said too much. I got off track. We naturally want to smother people when we fall in love. But as we get older, we learn, okay, you can't do that because it might come off as crazy. It might come off as toxic and it might not be healthy. So heartbreak teaches us what is and isn't healthy and how to move forward in relationships. Move forward both with picking your partners, picking a strong partner, a healthy partner. And also it teaches you to be a better partner. When I was in a lot of my past relationships, it wasn't until we broke up that I took accountability for the things that I did wrong in the relationship because I was so hurt. So it's taking that time away from someone who isn't necessarily healthy for you is really important to do in your 20s, I think. The next thing that I think is really important to do before you turn 30 is travel, ideally solo, in my opinion. And I don't mean going to Tulum with your 10 best friends and getting obliterated. I mean going somewhere with a different culture, somewhere where you maybe don't know the language, somewhere that's very different from where you're originally from. It's really important because your perspective widens. I can't tell you how different the Western world is from the rest of the world. The Western world is from the rest of the world. If that was a little bit of a tongue twister for you to unpack. It's so different. And it's so important for first connecting with human beings and understanding their place and your privilege in the world, especially for us in the Western world, because it's no secret. We are the most privileged out of any sector of the world, I would say. And you shouldn't be scared to go somewhere where life might not seem so convenient, I guess, because life is very convenient for us here in North America. We easily can pretty much do anything on our phone. We can go through drive throughs to get food. We can drive, go through drive throughs to deposit money. We can do it from the comfort of our own home. We can pretty much do anything from the comfort of our own home now. This isn't the case in other places in the world. And it's important to get out in the world and experience things. It's also important for connecting with nature. If you don't understand the beauty of the world completely and fully, how are you going to care about the world we live in? How are you going to want to take care of Earth? If you don't spend time at the ocean, why would you care about the ocean being filled with plastic? So I think it's important to go out and experience the world. 
experience other countries, experience, you know, nature. That is probably the most important one to me, at least. I just have learned so much about myself while I'm traveling. It's like what you learn about yourself during that time is what you would learn about yourself at home in three years. You can learn in six months while you're traveling, I swear, because you spend so much time reflecting by yourself because you don't necessarily have people around you or things around you or priorities around you to distract you all the time. You learn what you really like and you're exploring and you're curious. So especially now, now's the best time more than ever after we're all getting vaccinated to go um, figure things out a little. Go shift your perspective a little. Number three of things we should all be trying out experiencing before we're 30 is sex with the same sex. (laughs) Like some sort of sexual encounter with the same sex. This goes for men and women. How do you know if you like the opposite sex if you don't try? I just think it's as close-minded to think oh, me, like, to think, oh, there's no possible way I would ever like that, ever. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And I'm not sitting here saying, if you don't want to have sex with someone, go have sex with them, force yourself. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. But I think that if you're open-minded and there's any part of you that is interested or meet someone that these urges develop, just go with it. And it's 2021. It's not something to be ashamed of. And I think that you will know very quickly if it's for you or not for you. Just a little thought. Give it a go. Why not? Then you can say you can. You say you tried. You say you had fun. And now you know for sure. I really feel like sexuality is all just becoming very blurred these days and I'm fucking here for it and I love it the next thing we should experience oh I hated how I said that (laughs) I hated how I said that the next the next thing we're going to talk about is a job we hate yeah okay so having a job we hate teaches us things I realized this after um about two days ago when I got laid off, it teaches us what we do not want in a job. It teaches us how we do not want to run our own business. It teaches us how to treat people in a work environment. And with every experience, you learn something. So I think having a job you don't like will propel you into doing things you love. If you are someone that will not stay complacent, that is so boring to stay complacent. So boring. (laughs) Why would you want to keep your life the same forever? Why wouldn't you want to experience as much as you possibly could with your time on earth? I just don't understand. I understand it can be scary, but as soon as you hop into new things, you always realize it's not so bad and it wasn't as hard as you thought it was. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I was 
always move. I was forced to move around a lot as a kid. So I always ended up at new schools that I was really worried about. And then I realized, oh, I love it. And I don't know. I find I'm quite adaptable, but maybe that's just my mindset. But I think, yes. I think it's also important to take a chunk of time dedicated to your passion, to your dreams. I think it's important to pursue them for at least a little while while you're young and see that maybe things aren't as hard. I think it's important to push yourself to take a leap for yourself and for your dreams because things work out in funny ways and easier than you expect them to. That's what I've found, at least, even if at the end of the day, I don't end up getting a 60 million dollar deal off podcasting. I have learned so much from so many interesting people. I just look back at the people I've spoken to and I learned lessons from every single one of them. Brianda, Rial, uh, Holly. Valerie, there's so many people I've had on that taught me something about myself and I've taken lessons from these conversations and moved forward. So yeah, just take the step for things you have a passion for and just carve out some time and just try because you're going to enjoy yourself first and foremost. And who knows, you might make some money off of it. And who knows, at the end of the day, it might just happen, might just come true. Next, you need at least a year single. Stop being fucking complacent. It's fucking fun. Have fun with it. Oh my gosh. When people don't understand, you can just date to date to have fun. It doesn't need to be that serious. You can just go on dates. You know, it doesn't even mean you have to have sex. You can just go on dates and like have drinks, have food, and talk to people and learn about people and learn what you like and what you don't like. Just fuck around a little. You'll never be as hot as you are right now. So do not forget that. Don't think, oh, like in like five years, I might be more hot. No, if you're 24 now, 23 now, you're probably not going to get, you know, you might get a little bit hotter in your 30s, you know, but you're looking tight and right now. So make sure that you go get yours. You get to date guys that are pretty much any age at this age. At 22, you can, if you like guys that are a bit younger, that are 19 or whatever, go ahead. If you like, not for me, but go ahead. If you like dudes that are in their mid-20s, same age as you. If you like guys in their 30s, go ahead. If you like guys in their 40s, go ahead. You can do whatever you want. And anyone at every age is attracted to you at this age. It's just facts. It's pure science. We're at the age where men are most physically attracted to us because we're the most fertile and we as women are the most fertile. So we are the most ready to get fucking. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. But first get on birth control. This is something else you should be doing before 30. You don't want a fucking kid. I'm so, uh, I literally want to slap one of my friends right now. She won't mind me saying this because she's going off birth control and she's already gotten pregnant before. And you just don't want a kid. You don't want a kid. Stop being stupid, Delilah. You still have fucking 
25 years to have a kid. You have 20 years to have a kid. If your boyfriend wants a kid, I just don't understand the rush. Just enjoy your nice body for now. Enjoy being young for now. Have a baby at 27 or 30, okay? If you're 27, sure, have a baby. But like, if you're 22, just don't have a baby right now. Just get on birth control. There's so many options. Yeah, they're all hormonal. Or just fucking use condoms. But I know you won't. I know you won't. <laughs> I know you won't. You know you won't. So stop saying you will. Just get on birth control. <sighs> also, I said that we should have heartbreak. But I also think that is it. I think it is important to have some sort of relationship. I think it's important, especially for, no, this is important for everyone to have some sort of serious relationship. It's important to learn how to love and nurture someone. And like I said before, where your shortcomings are in doing this, it's important to learn to open yourself up to share your vulnerabilities, to articulate yourself so that someone hears you, to learn what your love languages are. There's so much you learn about forming relationships, being in somewhat of a serious romantic relationship. Um, and whatever serious means to you, if it feels serious to you, it's serious, in my opinion. So yeah, it's important to learn where your shortcomings are and how to learn to love and nurture for someone. This is so when your Mr. Right or Mrs. Right or I don't know, they, them, right? <laughs> don't know. Um, so you're ready for that relationship when it comes along because you don't want to find Mr. or Mrs. Right and be not ready for it, not know how to handle it, not how know how to articulate properly so they feel your love and they end up hurt. It's important to learn to love someone and how to love someone and how to treat them right because we all deserve a healthy love at the end of the day, in my opinion. Uh, next, some sort of curable STD. <laughs> it scares you into safe sex a little. Um, we'll go as far as to say you can have any, you can have chlamydia, you could have herpes. You, I, I won't wish herpes on you. You can have chlamydia, you can have, but by the way, herpes is not a big deal. Look it up. Chlamydia, you can have. Well, I'm just gonna say you should have. I'm just sitting here saying chlamydia, 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 chlamydia. You should have it at one point in your life to scare you into safe sex a little bit so you don't get something more serious like HIV. Okay. And last, but certainly not least, you should experience a semi-dangerous situation like the knife story I told circa 15 minutes in the show. It's so that you don't keep putting yourself in these dangerous situations. I'm not saying I want you to get hurt. I'm not saying I want you to get touched or punched or stabbed or drowned. I'm just saying I want you to almost get one of those things happen to you. 
it's taken me about seven of these experiences, as we all know. But I think that these experiences each time teach me, okay, Carissa, maybe you shouldn't go to random men houses you don't know. Okay, Carissa, maybe you shouldn't wander to the streets in the middle of the night in a foreign country. Maybe you shouldn't go out partying every weekend without some sort of protection. It's important to learn these things. It's like when kids touch a stove for the first time and they realize it's hot. We go and have these semi-near-death experiences so that we don't do them again. And we're lucky if nothing bad happens to us on the way. So, um, well, I guess it kind of defeats the purpose, like me telling you, go have a dangerous experience so that you don't do it again. If you're not going to put yourself in a dangerous situation in the first place, you don't need to learn it. But I think that we all should have one at one point or another. So we know. So we grow up a little. So we get the sense knocked back into us so that we're not so naive all the time. Okay, today was kind of a short episode, but before we go, I want to do some mess mail. So the first question I have is, hi, Carissa, love the show. What are your biggest fears? I'm terrified of dying. Me too. (laughs) I'm terrified of dying. Terrified of dying. That's like one of my number one fears, which we talked about last time. Um, I just don't like to think about it because I don't um, know when it's coming. I don't can't control that. I don't have anyone really in my family that's passed. So I don't have much of a relationship with death yet. And it's not something I'm looking forward to sparking up. You know, I'd rather just stay alive and the people around me stay alive for as long as they can. Other fears include swans because I was attacked by one as a little girl. Hate them now. Hate them. Absolutely hate them. Would love to use them as a weapon to fight off the other swans. Pick them up by his neck and fuck the swans. Fuck them. Hate swans. They're not pretty. Swan Lake. Fuck it. I never watched Swan Lake. Always hated it. Even now that I think about it, Barbie Swan Lake, I didn't even like it before I got attacked by the swans. Maybe it was my subconscious telling me that swans are not to be fucked with because they're the devil's animal. They have sharp teeth, their beetle eyes, and like they're, oh, they're so fucked up. I hate swans. What else do I am I scared of? Oh, I'm scared of being so emotionally depressed and fucked up that I won't be able to get back up and continue. That's a big fear of mine for the world to just beat me down so much that I'm just going to not be able to get back up and stay inspirational, inspirate, not inspirational, not inspirational, stay inspired. I'm not walking around here calling myself inspirational. That's narcissistic. But if you want to call me that, sure, write it in a review. (laughs) (coughs) Jesus Christ. I have a feeling I got laid off because I'm not religious. My boss had a sign up that said the name of God is respected here. And everyone in the office was religious except me. Is that discrimination? I think so. 
can I get someone sued for that? Okay, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to start talking about lawsuits on a podcast. Especially, if, yeah, okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> um, what is your favorite position? Oh, that's a good one. I haven't had sex in... I guess I had sex like three weeks ago. I don't know. Sex is like the act of sex isn't as exciting to me as the foreplay of sex, you know, like head or the use of toys. I guess I like with my legs behind my head and doggy because I'm quite flexible. So that's always fun to show that off. Remember, God loves you. (laughs) Remember to manifest good into the universe. (laughs) Remember to charge your crystals on every full moon and to listen intently to your horoscopes. Those are the other things that we really need to get intact before 30. Those are those are the main things. And also, of course, follow me on Instagram. Fucking subscribe to the podcast. I'm in a goofy mood today and I might just have to record another episode because I'm just feeling on it. But seriously, have a great week and thank you all for the love and thank you for listening every week. Bye.